Before we get into today's episode, I have a quick message from my sponsor, Cloudways. Cloudways is a managed cloud hosting platform that simplifies your web hosting experience. The platform allows businesses to focus on their growth and have complete peace of mind with 24-7 support and flexibility to scale. Can we just say support is hugely important when it comes to hosting? And thanks to Cloudways, they are offering an exclusive discount for the Kim Doyle Show listeners. Visit cloudways.com and use the promo code KIM20 to get 20% off for two months on the hosting plan of your choice. All right, guys, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to F the Hustle. I'm your host, Kim Doyle. You want a life that is meaningful and exciting. In this podcast, we're going to talk about launching and growing an online business that fits your lifestyle. F the Hustle is all about doing good work, building real relationships, and most importantly, creating a business that supports how you want to live your life. You don't have to sacrifice the quality of your life today to create something that sets your soul on fire. And yes, that includes making a lot of money. So we'll be talking about selling, charging what you're worth, and how earning more means helping more people. My goal is to help you find freedom and create a business on your terms. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of F Hustle with Kim Doyle. I don't know why I said it that way, because I keep trying to think of another way to do that. All right. I'm really excited today. I am like rested, and I'm like rested. No, I'm actually rested. You ever do that? You listen back to yourself, and I think, God, I sound like an eighth grader. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> anyway, let's jump into today's episode. It's a meaty one. It is uh, my first year in Costa Rica and the best decision ever. And I'm going to give you guys, before we even get into the episode, quick little update, catch up speed on a few things. Oh my goodness. I, this is, um, I am recording this on May 1st. What the bucket? How is it May 1st already of 2022? I know, I know. So trite, right? The older you get, the faster time goes, blah, blah, blah. So true though. And I'm coming, coming down off of um, a visit with friends. I am, this is a very busy few months for me. And also quick little off script. I do have coffee number two and some water here. So bear with me as I take some beverage breaks. (laughs) Like I should be like, you know, who is it? Uh, John Loomer. He's an ad, ad guy and he's got the pubcast. You always hear him like popping a beer. Anyways, look at how this has started, you guys. It's going to be a fun one. So just a busy year in terms of guests coming to Costa Rica. And I last year I had told people not to come, which I'll get into that in a minute, because of the rainy season. And I wasn't sure what it was like. And obviously, there's no guarantee if it's going to be light or heavy, right? So, But I wanted people coming to visit for the first time, at least, to get some pretty weather. Anyway, I just dropped friends off at the airport last Thursday. They were here for a week. So, so far, I had a friend come in January who's actually coming back this month. I had friends come in March. What was that like a week and a half after I went to LA to see my daughter and just had friends April. I have friends coming May. My daughter comes end of May. And then I think so far, that's all the schedule. And I keep telling people, I think my dad's going to try and reschedule his visit. I'm like, look, I can one a month. So technically my daughter shows up the very end of the month. She's here the first week in June. Anyway, so the last few days I've just been <laughs> like regrouping 
And everybody that comes, with the exception of um, this friend's coming in May. So my friend that was here, Susie, um, in January was supposed to come with two other friends from high school, actually. I haven't seen in years, but we're all Facebook friends, and I knew them really well. So, But then one of them got COVID. One of them was afraid of getting COVID and getting stuck. So they have rescheduled. So they're coming in May 11th, and we are actually, we've rented... Uh, actually my therapist mentor her house. She's not, she'll be back at the end of the month, but we rented her house. It's on the beach just so we have a li- enough space. My place is it, oh, it's not small, but um, it's two bedroom. So we would have been bunking up together, which is not a big deal. But if you kind of need a minute to like go take a nap or just, it's nice to have your own space. And so that week I'm planning to take that week off. Although I do have one live, uh, like a webinar scheduled, but that's right. Oh, so anyway, the whole thing with having people here is I'm like, you know, I've got to do a little bit of work. I can't keep taking a week off every month, which ideally, I guess that would be the way to go. Right. But there also comes a point where month after month, I don't want to do the same things over and over again, which I guess I could go explore other parts of the country with people totally can do that too. But anyway, um, yeah, I dropped them off. It's it's so funny how being social is kind of exhausting. <laughs> um, and, and this is probably more, well, two things. My guess is it's an age thing. And I live by myself very quietly. I've got friends in the building. I go do stuff. However, for the most part, I don't have to talk to people. I mean, obviously, I talk to people, you know, Zoom, all those good things. But you know, when you are done for the day, you're done for the day. But it was such a great visit. It was really fun. And this was a friend um, that I met, believe it or not, like in 2002 at Home Goods when I worked with Home Goods. She was a store training manager, a store operational trainer. I was a training manager and worked her way up through corporate, HR, all that kind of stuff. And actually, she just quit. So it was sort of a celebratory. She gave her notice after a bazillion years there. But we had not seen each other in 10 years. Totally stayed in touch and all that. Just in LA. But life, you know, big life stuff happened for both of us. And it was one of those friendships where you just can pick up where you left off. And it's like no time has passed. So it was pretty awesome. All of that being said, I took, gosh, Thursday and Friday. Yeah, you, you never wake up on a weekend and you're like, what day is it? I uh, dropped them off Thursday morning and hit Price Mart, which is our Costco down here. And um, just because they're literally across the street from each other, got home, put stuff away. And I was like, I can't, I can't even work. It was like my body just went, you're off. You can check out. So I did last couple of days. I, I tried to do a little bit Friday. Same thing. Got a little done in the morning and just checked out. And the lovely thing about that is that the weather supported me checking out massive thunderstorms and rain. Not too much thunder, I guess, but it's crazy when it rains down here. It's like the sky opens up and it just drops it. And it has been dry and hot for months. And my friends were telling me, just wait till you see what happens when the rains come back. It's like everything just bursts green and it's happening. I'm in awe of how quickly things green up. And so it's been kind of fun. But yeah, the rain, it just, you know, 
don't know about you guys, but the rain just sort of says, climb in bed, take a nap. So <laughs> I've been doing that. And I'm back in the swing of stuff this weekend, just kind of doing some work, napping. Already binged Ozark. Yeah. Sad that that's over and not thrilled with the ending, but it was a great show. So it hit me this this morning. I haven't done a solo show in a little bit, and I've I've really been head down with email insiders. I've revamped the whole thing, and I'll fill you guys in a little bit. But it's also, today being May, end of May is I've been in Costa Rica a year. And so I wanted to share that journey with you and the value in this move for me individually, how it's impacted my business, and why I'm staying. I'm going to, I'm planning on a two-year lease here. But so let's, let's just jump into it. I, I really, you guys... I, I can't believe it that I've been here here already. And this is what I, when people asked me, was I nervous about signing a year lease? And it was like, meh, I don't know. You know, a year goes fast. It really does. And this is, this is my year in Boise went fast. Um, so my goal is to renew the lease for two years. I put a lot of, a lot into my place. Um, I really do need to do some like before and after like, pictures and do a little video tour. Like I had the whole place painted and we'll get into more details about Costa Rica, you guys, because labor is really, um, it's cheap. It's cheap down here. And I always try to pay more than, um, but I have, (laughs) it doesn't matter. I'll show you guys pictures, but so I've had it painted. I've had, you know, new drapes. I've brought stuff down. Like I'm really making this place mine. And I remember reading an article because I had, you know, owned a house for so long. And then when I saw that, it was like, I knew I wasn't staying in Brentwood in California. But even with Boise, I didn't really, that was a brand new house. I put a little bit into it. But the fact that, and again, you guys, I've got this amazing view, right? Windows, trees, ocean. And I remember reading an article one time about a guy. He's like, why on earth wouldn't I invest just because it's not my property? I live here. And if it's, something you can do. I want to make this place as absolutely comfortably mine as possible. So that being said, my plan, uh, my goal, my plan is to purchase. I'd love to purchase property down here before the end of the two years of the lease. So I'm excited to see where this journey takes me. And um, I kind of, I'm not going to get into speculating on real estate. We know it's nuts and all of those things. And keep in mind to buy real estate down here, you have to buy cash. So two years feels like a a good time to really sit on that and sort of, who knows, watch what happens with the markets. Um, But I wanted to do this episode because I, I feel very celebratory about being here a year already, having gone through ups and downs, thinking about leaving, coming full circle to staying, and what it's been like. And so, I don't know, you know, you guys know I go off script and do a lot of, I don't know, life stuff as it relates to business. And so hopefully I'll I'll be able to tie these in together. And if not, I hope you enjoy it. And I hope it gives you food for thought as to, you know, what you want to do with your life whether that's moving, buying a different property, new relationship, whatever. This is all sort of life stuff. 
So anyways, uh, like I said, this episode is going to be a look back on the last year, the lessons and what it means for my business. Um, I, I really do. I, I know that I am embarking on a new chapter in my business and I honestly feel like I'm about to burst. I'm so excited. The clarity. It, isn't it funny how you, God, okay, let's start over. It's amazing to me that when you get clarity, it, it just, things just start lining up and falling into place. And the crazy thing with clarity is when you want it and you're like, you feel like you need clarity and you're not sure and you can't get, and you can't get clear. Um, when you, you're feeling that you're really in resistance. And so what has happened for me is just to do the work. And I know I preach that all the time, but honestly, just immersion and focus is what's created all this clarity. So, um, you know, the fact that I've been living here just about a year blows my mind. You know, I knew, like I said, I knew it would go quickly and that's why I didn't hesitate to sign a year lease. Remember sight unseen, both my place and the country. Although, so yes, I had never lived or visited <laughs> Costa Rica before I decided to move here. And even my place, um, my therapist happened to, she was down here at the time. She was stuck here during COVID and she knew the people help with the pro- So they came and did a little video tour. So it's not like I didn't see it. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that'll work. And so that was fine. But I, I really thought, and I'll show you guys, I'm going to do a little backstory, but worst, worst thing that could happen would be that I didn't like it and I break the lease, right? So eh, nothing, not the end of the world. I have found a lifestyle and a way of life that truly feeds my soul. But I do want to be clear that this has not been a slam dunk from day one. I have absolutely had moments of doubt. I've changed my mind. And like I said, I came full circle to loving it again. And there's a lot of factors that go into that. And I'm going to touch on some and probably be kind of ambiguous about others only because we'll be here for, for two hours, if not. And it's already a kind of a long post. So let's jump in. And some of this might be a little redundant if you've been listening or reading over the last year, but hopefully I can bring a fresh perspective now that I'm hitting this one year mark. So just a little backstory. This is sort of the too long, don't read version of my move to Costa Rica, which I've linked to the previous posts and articles. Um, if this is the first time you're here. All right. So after my youngest graduated high school, it was 2019. Goodness gracious. Um, I moved out of the Bay Area. I had been planning this move for a couple of years. And it was like once I sold my house, when my daughter went and went to college, I sold my house. And it was just my son and I kind of downsized, didn't need it. And um, I, I just knew, though. He, w- he was going up to Santa Rosa in the Bay Area and Northern California. And my daughter was down in L.A. already. And I just thought, okay. And I, so I had started looking at Boise, Idaho months before. And then in July of 2019, my world was turned upside down when my mom passed away. She was 71. I've talked about that. I'll start crying if I go too deep. And yes, it's been almost three years and still to this day. Anyway, so instead of going straight to Boise, I stayed with my dad for a while. Um, it was, yeah, it was difficult. Just we were both grieving and it was very, very difficult. Um, but so I stayed with him um, and in between had a couple trips to Boise to check things out. Like I'd gone up in, gosh, October after my mom passed away. I mainly needed space 
and quiet to myself. So the dogs and I ride in an Airbnb and hit the road. And then um, I asked my dad if he wanted to do a road trip with me, just to kind of include him in the process. So we did a road trip in February and uh, in March 2020, right before the world shut down, I moved to Boise, Idaho. So my year in Boise was quiet and it was exactly what I needed it. I always say it was it was healing just to have that quiet space. My son came with me for a little bit and then he moved on. Um, he was only there a couple months, but it was really, it was exactly what I needed to heal um, from losing my mom. And I really did some cool work with my therapist that year. She was stuck in Costa Rica and I was uh, stuck. I don't know I'd say stuck, but um, you know, I was in Boise and it was great. It was great. It was just, it was really a great year to myself. And, you know, I'm that person that I, I don't know, I'm the middle of three kids. I have an older brother and a younger sister, but both my siblings have, you know, full-time jobs. And so I was, I don't want to say Johnny on the spot, but I was always willing to help, which they're willing to help too. But I kind of was a family go-to. Like I did a lot of pickups for my nieces and nephews in school and all that kind of stuff. So any any parent, and I don't know, some people get so, it it's tough when kids go away to school. And for me, I was like, oh, freedom. <laughs> I had done it by myself. You know, I lost my husband. My kids were so little. And so it was, that year in Boise was a gift to myself, truly. And I feel like it was a transitional time. It was just healing, transitional, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I knew it wasn't for me. It was too cold. Um, I would say probably a little too red in terms of <laughs> politics. But, you know, everybody was lovely. So when my Lisa Boise was coming due, I had originally thought, oh, okay, I'll just, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I thought I'd stay for a few more months and then I would just break it. And then I'm not kidding you. The property manager was like, you know, oh, could you let us know? by March 1st. And it was, so my lease was up March 31st. And I don't know, two or three days before March 1st, I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Why don't I just, I had, I had thought about moving to Costa Rica. In truth, Costa Rica was only on my radar because my therapist had a property and she just loved it down here. So then I started looking into it. And actually during the time, during the first six months, maybe, I had started looking at Portugal because they have a couple different uh, visas. They have a retirement visa and you can do like a self-employed visa showing you have X amount of money. During the pandemic though, that first year, there was only three places in the United States. You had to go start the, pro it's a pretty involved process also like FBI background checks and stuff, but I couldn't get an appointment in San Francisco until March of 2022, which it was really funny, you guys. I got a reminder <laughs> at the beginning of this March. Oh, your appointment. Is And I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Anyway, so I had already been considering moving out, but I it, it just hit me like, what are you sitting here for longer? And and they were going to raise the rent, which it's it was still at the time cheaper than California. But I'm like, I'm not paying this to live in Boise, Idaho. And no offense to any Idahoans out there. It's a, it's a beautiful state. So I thought, why not just move to Costa Rica? And so... Within a week, I had found my place in Costa Rica. I signed the lease. I gave notice and started packing. It happened very serendipitously, which I have a friend that uses the word kismet all the time, like just meant to be. It was all the stars lined up. 
I posted, and I think I may have been in a couple Facebook groups already, like expats in Costa Rica. And I knew the region that my therapist had property. And so I just put out, this is what I'm looking for. I said, June or July, two, three bedroom. And it's funny because originally I wanted a three bedroom. So I would have an office space to work in. And I'm not kidding you, you guys, when I tell you that I have the best view of anyone in the building, including there's like a penthouse above, but my ceilings are vaulted because they added the penthouse. That's a whole other story about, I met the landlord and he's lovely, but how he built all this. But, um, so the, the penthouse, there's a great deck, but from the main living space, it's walled with a small window where I have, (laughs) they're not floor to ceiling, but they're huge windows surround on all the walls in the room I'm in. So anyway, um, yeah, it, it was just, I posted in a group, then this guy messaged me and, and it's a realtor down here that works with a lot of landlords to help find tenants. I think he just gets a kickback. He's not part of, you know, the business here. Um, he messaged me and I said, Oh, I have a friend down there. I'd love her to check it out. And he said, Oh, I know her. And he gave me her name. And and so they, they all came over and did a little tour for me. It was, it was nuts from the time I thought, why don't I do this within a week? I had signed the lease. I gave my notice and I started packing and, Oh, that was the beginning of freedom. Really? There's something about selling things and getting rid of stuff. And I'd already downsized quite a bit when I sold my house in California and then moved to the smaller house with my son for just a couple of years. I already done a lot of that. And I deal, I do still have a storage unit in California near my dad's, but honestly, it's more my kids crap at this point. (laughs) And I've got some books, some mementos and holiday decor, truthfully. But, um, yeah, so that was it. I, found my place. I moved down to my dad's, um, for two months to get things situated, you know, unpacking, repacking storage dogs to the vet, all the, God, there was, that was a rigmarole to get them. Okay. To come into the country. Anyways, it was, it was the past two months. And if some of you might remember, I was doing a big countdown on social eight weeks, seven weeks. It was, it was pretty fun. So there we go. Uh, May 31st of 2021, I moved to Costa Rica with the help of my amazing daughter. And here we are. So adjusting to life in Costa Rica. Since I had never been here, I truly had no idea what to expect. And honestly, I, I think that was kind of a good thing. I was pretty open to everything. I had, I truly had no expectations um, other than I knew that people loved that everybody that I knew that had either been here or lived here loved the people, loved the climate, and it was near the ocean. I mean, what's not to like, right? Um, and I've shared uh, bits and pieces of my life here, like in terms of much more specific in-depth. So again, if you're listening, I've linked to those other episodes um, or posts. But the funny thing is my day-to-day, eh, it's really pretty similar to my life anywhere else in terms of what I do. That being said, everything is different. So like I was mentioning earlier, I I recently had friends here and I I don't think, I don't know. I, I really don't think I'm somebody that takes things for granted, but to be able to see Costa Rica through their eyes. And it was such a gift to she, my 
my, my friend's name is Kim, actually. She just kept saying, oh my gosh, it's like you live in a tree house and I can't believe this is, I love it here. I love everywhere we'd go. I love it here. I love it here. And I thought, I did this. I created this. Not Costa Rica. My life here. I've created the, the people in my life. My friends who were visiting, we went to dinner a few times with friends here and got to take them to just the local. They really got to see my day-to-day life and just where I go for coffee or the, the local restaurants and stuff. It was, it was really, really neat. Um, but before I get into things that are different and what my life is like here, I do also want to share some of the less than highlight reel moments because I, I jokingly say, I'm like, all I ever take pictures of are sunsets here or the beach. And partly because I'm, I'm not retired, which I don't know that I'll ever retire, to be honest with you, but I work, right? I've got a business. I, I My day-to-day is kind of similar. Um, but, and, and it's, it's hard to get a bad photo in Costa Rica, to be honest with you, but really it's, it's not been all just beach visits and, you know, tropical drinks and all that kind of stuff. And I know it sounds goofy. That was my reach. But at about the three months mark, I started feeling a little homesick and I was kind of wondering if this was the right place for me. I had a trip home at that time. I would say the first trip, well, and now I need to start saying, you know, uh, first trip to Cal- back to California because this feels like home now. But um, there was a memorial service for a dear family friend. It was my mom's best friend who, uh, amazing, amazing woman. And I got to spend a lot of time with her. She was the one who taught me watercolors. But anyway, so I I needed to do a border run. It t- All the timing lined up. And so I went. I went back home at the end of August and I think that carried me into the fall during that time. I also, I went and sold my car in California, which then I came and purchased a car in Costa Rica when I got back, which is a whole other conversation. And because truly having a car here has made a huge difference. And and I'm very grateful that I had friends who took me places or lent me their cars for the first few months, but I did, I am too independent. I like to, and I love going t- into Liberia, which is where the airport and Price Mart and Walmart and there's other shops. Um, my dear friend Cheryl here, who's been down here like 30 years, we have a ton of fun, but there's times, guys, I kind of miss being in the car at times where I can just listen to a podcast or a book, you know, because everywhere in the States, you you drive everywhere, unless you're in, you know, like New York or San Francisco or something. Um, but yeah, but, so I got my car and I got back. And during that time, you know, I had friends who were talking about coming down, but not having experienced a rainy season, I recommend it to people. So what I've heard is that there's like two seasons here, right? You've got wet and dry or dry and green, whatever they call it. And so the dry season, like high season is November through about April, right? So we're kind of ending the rain starting to come back. And so, God, I, I just... I would have felt bad if somebody came down and it rained the whole time they were here. So um, in hindsight, um, you know, maybe it would have been good to have someone come and visit during those months. Maybe that would have helped me a little bit. Um, But it's, you know, being alone and feeling alone can wreak havoc on your brain. And I, I kind of was missing the changing of the seasons and the cozy hunkering down that comes with fall. Um, 
And it's funny when people think of California, they don't think of like fall. Northern California, we would get a fall. It really didn't kick in till late October, November. I mean, we had 90 degree, degree days in October. Um, Boise, I definitely got much more season seasonal weather. But, um, you know, and, and you guys, and I am one of those goofy pumpkin spice people. So although my therapist had gone home and I had her bring me back some pumpkin spice, the Via from Starbucks, so I could make pumpkin spice latte. She was like, you want me to bring you instant coffee to Costa Rica? <laughs> I was like, yeah, but it's pumpkin spice. It's just for me. It's just to create a moment. Anyway, and you guys, it would be raining and I'd have my AC on and sit under a blanket so I could create these moments for myself. Um, I would kind of pretend it was fall-like weather. But what hit me the hardest was being here for Thanksgiving. And that happened to be my mom's birthday. And it was the first time I had not been with any family on a holiday my entire life. So it was really, really tough. And so that's when I started looking at where I'd want to live if I moved back to the States. And I started seriously thinking, yeah, maybe it's not for me. And as much as California will always be home to me, it's just my heart's there, everybody I love. And, you know, it's the weather. You cannot beat the weather in California. We'll say that. Uh, I just don't see myself buying a home there again, but never say never. But so I started seriously looking at North Carolina and I don't know what, I haven't looked at it in months, so I don't know what the real estate market, what's going on. But um, I was stunned that it, at, at what you could purchase in North Carolina. Um, and I know there are a lot of other states that are, that are cheap in the middle of the country and stuff, but um Man, if I thought Boise was too cold, some of those other places, I was just new, new. So before heading back to Christmas, because I really had it in my head that I'd be leaving Costa Rica for the States when my lease came due. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have that much time. That's only five months away. And I have to start planning and deciding and all those things, which honestly, the thought of moving again, (laughs) boy, I'm going to pass on that for a while. Um. But then it was one trip to LA, which was kind of enough to make me start rethinking. And uh, I'll tell you, going from Costa Rica to LA is a culture shock when you've been down here for a while. Probably if you're just visiting, it's like, oh, okay, you're home. <clears throat> but simply because of the number of people in one place and the pace of life. Oh my gosh. I fly into LAX. It's not the closest airport to my daughter, but... Um, it's a direct flight with a handful of airlines out of Liberia. So it's pretty easy. Mind you, you know, I end up spending 140 bucks on an Uber <laughs> to get to her place if she can't pick me up. But having grown up in the San Francisco Bay area, I was used to a lot of people, but you know, I grew up closer to San Francisco. I raised my kids further inland and then worked for myself for so long that, you know, when you're not in that day to day grind of the commute and, the constant going, 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 going. And once my kids were out of like sports and super busy activities and stuff, you just kind of get into an easier rhythm. And so I kind of forgotten how impacted California is, at least in the two major areas, right? LA and San Francisco. And just for reference, there are 7.7 million people in the Bay Area alone. I think California has got like 39 million people. The entire country of Costa Rica has a little over 5 million. The entire state of Idaho, when I was there, was 1.7 million. So it just, I mean, 
it's it's nuts, right? And so <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't realize how much I was kind of in this tranquila, like this chill pura vida, as they say down here. I had a wonderful visit at Christmas, and even even though I cut it short a few days because of COVID, Omicron was breaking out. Um, I got to see all my family. I went to Disneyland with one of my best friends, <clears throat> which again, I can skip that for a while. Talk about crowded, you guys. I grew up because we could drive down to Disneyland, right? So I grew up doing family vacations at Disney all the time. My parents loved Disney. They just made it magical for us. And it feel it's too much for me, honestly. And I, I love it and will absolutely go again. But I was like, whoa. Maybe I'll just wait until I'm like grandma and I can sit with strollers <laughs> and walk around. You guys and I love rides and I loved walking and all those things. And side note, because of how good I feel physically down here, I've lost weight. I'm I move a lot more, and I'll talk about all that in a minute. But um it was great. I noticed at Disneyland, I'm like, yeah, I was, you know, it felt great. Minus, you know, being in tennis shoes all day where I literally only wear flip-flops down here. Um, anyway, so, you know, Christmas was great and I hauled more stuff back, which I always do. I also had to order clothes to wear at Christmas time and left them at my sister's because I don't have any cold weather clothes down here. <laughs> you, you truly don't need it unless you go up near the mountain or and all in the volcano where it's much cooler. But fast forward to March of 2022 and I went to LA again just to see my daughter for a week. She she was supposed to come up to the Bay Area at Christmas time, but because again of COVID, she chose not to. Um, so um, it was it was perfect. It was exactly what we both needed. And hung out with her. It was her birthday, and we did some shopping. We did just chilled. And I had been ordering a bunch of stuff to her house, and um, she was like can you maybe, what'd she say? Maybe do it all at once. And it's, but when I know I'm going back, I'm like, mm, no, like just unpack it all. She was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I slept a bunch of stuff back to Costa Rica with me, including you guys, I'm not kidding you. I have an inflatable bathtub. I love my baths. There are no, t- well, there are tubs down here, but not in my place. So my aunt looked it up and ordered me an inflatable tub and it's perfect. It's perfect. It's not really a lounge tub, but it's enough to get in and sit and soak and ah, anyway. So um, having had those visits in between when I got back in March, I knew this was where I'm supposed to be, you know, at least for now, at least for now. And I've shared previously on the podcast, you know, I had a, a woman down here in my building that I'd gotten to be really good friends with. And we don't really have a falling out, just very different different people. She, just too much. Some people fe- can feel that way to you individually, right? Um, just, uh, and I felt a lot of pressure. You need to get out. You need to go do it. And I'm like, no, I don't. I like my life. I get to go at whatever pace I want. So she also moved out of the building in March, which I didn't realize how much that energy was impacting me. And I would love to say that um, I am not that impacted. That's my goal, right? To not be impacted by other people's energy. But man, it it was like the clouds part. <laughs> I'm being dramatic, but yeah, some, some people will do that to us. Anyway, 
Also why I do, I love the building I'm in and I love my neighbors, but I would like a standalone property of my own. So let's, let's come back to my comment earlier about everything is different in Costa Rica. And hopefully, you know, if you're looking for like a real nitty gritty, hopefully I'll give you some details here that will help give you a little bit more insight into this because the crazy thing, guys, I've had a lot of people reaching out now about how did I do this and what's it like? And I mean, another Facebook friend, we had a zoom call a few weeks ago and and I said, yeah, you can come stay here. And, um, but she's going to rent a car and go tour around. And she's like, I'd, I'd really love to take you up on that. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to be careful. Otherwise I'll have guests every other minute, but, um, hopefully I'll give you a little insight. Right. And, all right. So coming back to everything being different, the best way to describe what's different is to share that it truly is a feeling. It's a vibe, if you will, right? As the kids say these days, but aren't I still a kid anyway, but it's a vibe. And I know that's not super helpful. So I'm going to try to be more sp- specific, the energy. And you know, what's interesting is when I stepped off the plane for the first time moving down here a year ago, I felt it in the air. I've been to Mexico. I've been to Cabo a couple times. I've been to Hawaii a few times. Beautiful tropical places, but there was something different. And I couldn't really put my finger on it. Um, but let, let me let me try. So there is an ease in simplicity to life down here. And what's funny is th- there were some of the things that I was really, really missing that now I kind of dig. So like I said, um, Uh, when I had my friends here for a week, the fact that she kept saying, she's like, I can't believe this. It's like living in a treehouse. She took this most amazing photo and I'll have to put it in the post. I'll put a bunch of photos in the post. So if you're listening to this, go check out the post. I'll put in more photos. And, but she, uh, her and her husband were sitting on the couch and she just from the couch inside took a picture of the sunset. I'm like, Oh my God, that's where I live. That was kind of (laughs) crazy. So, um, and being less than 10 minutes to the beach, or I sit on the patio and I can hear the ocean. I can see it. Mind you, there's a tree that got cut down last year that's bursting back and killing my view, but so be it. Um, you guys, I used to thrive on how much I could accomplish and how productive I could be. And I'm still pretty ambitious, but that comes from a place of trust and desire, not needing to prove, not needing to feel valuable because I've done so much, right? And I, you guys, I got a lot of recognition. Oh my God, I don't know how you do so much. I don't know how you do so much. That doesn't drive me. I'm still a pretty productive person, I would say. Um, but when I was thinking of leaving last fall, I was really missing the conveniences in the States, which is pretty common. But the problem was that then I was judging myself for missing those things and I felt shallow and materialistic. And again, I think that's partly due to the person I was hanging out with at the time. Um, because yeah, whatever, I'm going to leave that alone. I don't want to put energy there, but you know, I, you just miss those. There's no quick runs to target or Costco. Although there is a Walmart and a price mart price mart. I, like I told you is our, it, I, I, I think it was owned by Costco at one time and I've actually bought Kirkland products there. Um, but it's about 45 minutes away. Yeah. You can forget next day, Amazon orders. I will tell you that you can order from Amazon. Not everything will ship to Costa Rica. It takes a few weeks, but it's going to cost you almost double with shipping and customs. So as an example, 
I had purchased um, a desk when I got down here. There was kind of an old kind of, well, yeah, it was an old beat up one in here, but from some expats who were moving back to the States. That's a great thing here. You can find a lot. There's a yard sale WhatsApp. This country lives on WhatsApp. There's a yard sale WhatsApp thread, all the Facebook groups. I mean, you can find a lot of stuff and people sell everything. If I can give it to somebody local, I'll try that first, but it depends on what it is. Anyway, so I ordered a keyboard tray because my wrists are worth it. The keyboard tray was like $59. It cost me 120 bucks. So just keep that in mind. So if you need something, you can get it. Uh, but if you start doing that, you start thinking about it. I'm like, oh, well, how many of those, how many times you do that? Is that a trip back to California? The only problem is I spend way more money bringing stuff back. And you guys, I'm a nut. I'll tell you what I've got friends bringing down for me next week. But, um, you know, I was also missing being able to hop in the car and drive five minutes and walk into a nail salon for a pedicure. And I know that sounds, well, I don't know what it sounds like to you. So I'm going to leave that alone. Okay. But I had my own judgments about it. And uh, there are definitely salons here. There's, you know, to walk in and sit down and get a pedicure, but they're not like right around the corner. I mean, when I was living in Brentwood, I could have hit a nail salon by throwing a baseball, you know, like in three different directions. And that sounds silly, but when you're feeling, you know, pay attention to your thoughts when you're in those spaces. And it was like, I was feeling homesick. So it was like, it was almost like my brain was searching for stories to tell about these things that I needed. And I, I do believe that the conveniences I was missing were kind of a mask for what I was really feeling. I missed my tub. I truly missed my tub, but that problem is solved. And I'm telling you right now that when I buy a property down here, it's going to have a lounging tub with a kick-ass view. But um, I do think that they were masking what I was feeling because they just, those things don't bother me now. Um, I always get a pedicure when I go back to California and otherwise, and it's not that I can't get them here, guys. Let me tell you that. But it's like, oh, I got to make an appointment. I like being, I'm just, whatever. <laughs> we'll leave that alone. Um, and even though I have great friends down here and they really have become like family and my dear friend Cheryl downstairs, she hosted a Thanksgiving dinner for me. It was me and a handful of Canadians. Okay. Cause she knew it was tough for me. Um, but I think I was just feeling alone and not so much. Uh, you know, there's a difference between lonely and alone. And I think it was just this moment of, you know, when you like my kids have their lives, my mom is gone, my family's here and all my friends are still busy with their kids. You just, it's very easy to get caught up in your head. And my go-to when I was feeling heavier things used to be to look for why and and to make sense of things and start telling stories, right? Instead of just feeling the feelings. Like you don't have to assign meaning to it. You can feel it. So to give you the example of Thanksgiving, I, I did allow myself that space and it was life-changing. I was super sad and I just got in bed and cried. And like I caught myself, I almost my daughter did this amazing video for my mom's service and I almost went and watched it. And I'm like, Kim, what are you doing? That's, that's literally like just not only pouring salt on a wound, but it's like taking a knife and sticking it in there. So I said, you know what? Climb in bed, watch TV, nap, cry, let it go, let it go. And it was huge. It, it was life-changing. So 
continuing on with uh, everything being different, I want to share some of the specifics with the good kind of different in Costa Rica. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Because these are things that it's not like I got to choose them, but they've just turned out to be such benefits. First of all, there's no preservatives in the food. Like I was saying earlier, I feel healthier than I have in a long time. A long, long time. Um, I do intermittent fasting and it's so easy to do here because the coffee is so friggin' good. I use a French press and okay, this is totally off script. I have to tell you, this is so Costa Rica and maybe I've shared it in a podcast. I'm sorry. But before I was um, going down to visit my daughter in March, I was telling my friend Cheryl, we went out. Oh, I dropped my car off with the mechanic. Nothing was really wrong, but I'm like, it was a better mechanic than the first one. I said, can you just do a once over? And then I gave him a list of things because it's a 2007 Kia Sorento. And just perspective, this isn't showy, but I sold a 2016 Audi Q5, which was, man, when I got in it the first time after being down here, I was like, God, this feels like the Jetsons. It's a car and I really don't care. And the elements are hard. However, the window tinting needs to be redone just because it's hard to see out the back window at night. Um, I think I'm going to reupholster this little things, right? So I gave him this list, dropped my car off. Anyways, Cheryl and I go out one afternoon and my daughter is, uh, she works with me and she has a d- film, film school degree, screenwriting. She's a great writer, but uh, she also nannies for uh, two little girls and just loves these little girls. This family is so wonderful. Parents are both doctors. The girls are darling. And I said, I want to meet the family. And they were excited. So we were going to do dinner. I'm like, okay, I want to bring them something. So I wanted the father drinks coffee. The mom's a tea drinker. The girls, I brought back little cutie Costa Rica things. They're like three and six or seven. Anyway, so I tell Cheryl, oh, I need to get some coffee. And I know I can go into the grocery stores and stuff. But she said, oh, we'll stop it at Jaime's. And I was like, oh, okay. Jaime is the gentleman who owns a furniture store. And I was like, oh, so we're driving. We pull into the furniture store. I was like, huh? First of all, oh my gosh, this stuff is beautiful. All Costa Rican wood. We go in there and they've been friends for years. Cheryl has been down here like 30 years. So she's like my mom's age and she's Canadian and has had multiple businesses. She's real estate. Anyway, she's just a gem. So we go in there and his family has had a coffee farm down here since the late 1800s, 1873 or something. And so it's really neat. In the back of the coffee store, first of all, there's all these photos of the coffee farm, the back of the furniture store, I should say. And then he's got different beans in different stages. You guys, I'm not kidding you when I tell you I got this whole in person. He was explaining the process and the beans and then how the darker roast, you know, they age them just like you would think whiskey in a barrel and stuff. And in the meantime, they're, do you want to test this one? Do you want to try this one? And they're making, I mean, coffee. It was I was like, only in Costa Rica. So when my friends were here, I'm like, do you guys want to go to the furniture store and get some coffee? <laughs> it was such an experience. It was so fun. And the best part, bonus, besides the fact that he's just a lovely human being and his furniture is beautiful, I asked him, I said, if I bring down the mechanics to my standing desk, can you build me a desktop? So one of my friends is going to bring that down. I bought a standing desk when I was in Boise. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't need to bring the desk down here. Like the crappy laminate top. I just need the mechanics, which will fit in a suitcase. So my dad's going to take the mechanics up because it was one of the ones where you push a button 
Anyways, he was also telling me that he has a lot of customers requesting that. So I'm kind of on a mission to figure out where to buy those so we could do a little business together. I can help promote them. It's I'm an entrepreneur. It's the way my brain thinks. Anyways, I don't know how from the no preservatives in the food did I get to my desk, but welcome to my brain. So no preservatives in the food. And you know what's interesting too, and I don't know if you guys have noticed this. I remember going to Scotland in 2013 with my kids to stay with friends. And you guys, I must have had shortbread cookies every day, but we did a lot of walking and same thing. They don't put all the preservatives in their food that the US does. And I'm like, I still lost weight on that trip. And I I didn't, anyway, it's just, oh, coffee, desk, fasting. That's how I got there. Sorry. <laughs> you guys are not getting whiplash from the direction of this conversation. There's no fast food here. There's a few places in Liberia, and it's so cute. When Cheryl and I go into Liberia for like a shopping trip, she loves to go to Burger King. So that's when I'll get a burger. But again, you know, once every three months or whatever. Um, And I'm sure there's fast food in San Jose. I've not been there yet. But, you know, but there really is nothing. And um, where did I put it? I might be repeating myself. There's no DoorDash down here. There's something called Guana Eats. Um, and I will get that from time to time. I'll order stuff. And some of the restaurants will deliver. I'm not kidding, you guys. There's a place called uh, Petrero Grill. And it's kind of close. Um, they have the best chicken parmesan sandwich. And I'll call. And she's like, hi, Kim. <laughs> That's how frequently I get it, you guys. Anyway, whatever. I love it, right? It's like my cheers. They know my name. So, and the other thing is the produce. There is delicious and cheap produce everywhere. Um, I just, this past weekend when my friends were here, he made fresh guac. I'm like, all right, I need to start making my own guacamole. This is crazy. And you guys, I hate to cook. So before you tell me how easy it is, I know, I know. Um, but the cost of buying a little thing of guacamole at Price Mart versus making this delicious Anyways, what did I get? So here's here's a little gist. I went to the fruit and veggie stand in town and I got like three big avocados, a huge mango, like gargantuan, um, a couple tomatoes, some ginger clumps because I'm, I'd make juice. I don't know. It's like $7. <laughs> I already had some garlic. I forgot the onion. But anyways, it's, it's so cheap and everywhere. And you can drive down and around and so there's fruit stands and there's places to go and like get a bunch of stuff. I tend to get like kale and lettuce at Price Mart because there's no guarantee it's going to be at some of the other places. But you can be driving down the road. I bought an avocado. I'm not kidding you. The size of how would I huge. And it was like a buck, right? Because there's got fresh produce off of trucks at corners all over the place. Anyway, so the food. So enough, enough to be said, right? Food. And all the food down here is good. They're, all the restaurants I go to, I love the food. It is a much slower pace of life. No one is rushed here. And the tranquila, tranquila, like relax. It's all good. You know, Pura Vida, that's the simple life. You can Google it's P-U-R-A-V-I-D-A. Most people have seen it. But there's just, uh, and yeah, there's people zipping around and stuff. You're always going to, people are people. But for the most part, everything just moves at a slower pace. And I have fallen into that rhythm. Uh, simplicity. It's amazing how many things you don't need because you can't get them or you don't have access to them easily. And it's funny, as I list all those conveniences, I honestly can't tell you anything 
that I feel like I need that I can't get. And I, I do stock up on some things, you know, when I go to the States, whether it's most of it's products or makeup or something like that. Um, but <clears throat> so I always have s- sort of extra on hand, but it, but it's crazy. Um, I have yet to find something I need that I can't get or can't get a version of. And, um, things are just done differently. When I had, I got COVID in January, my dad was supposed to come down. I've shared that. Um, uh, Susan, my therapist, she had said, if you need anything, metaphorically speaking, cause she wasn't going to see me, but I asked her, can you, is there night? I couldn't sleep. Can you get NyQuil or any version of that? And I Googled something. She went in the pharmacy and it's funny cause they just give you like a sheet. They don't give you like a box or 30 day, or do you need a prescription? But I got a sheet of like painkillers cause ibuprofen was doing nothing. And then like a little sheet of like a sleep aid and it saved me because I could not sleep. I was in so much pain. Anyway, <clears throat> that's kind of fun. You can walk into a pharmacy and there's a lot of stuff you can walk into a pharmacy and get a, pre- and just get, you don't need a prescription for that. You would need one for in the States. I love, love, love how casual it is down here. Nobody cares what you wear. Honestly, you guys, it's all about comfort and fabric. I brought down so many things that I'll never wear and I'm going to start donating. I was smart like with shoes. I mean, I didn't bring boots or anything, but I brought down I have a handful of Tom's slip-ons, right? Um, a couple pairs of flats. I I have two pairs, um, a few pairs of tennis shoes. I have like some cross trainers and I have like cute tennies. I don't ever wear anything <laughs> except my flip-flops down here or sandals. Um, you know, so it's really fun. You can go to a restaurant and somebody could be kind of dolled up and somebody could roll in off the beach with shorts and a wet hairdo. Like nobody cares. And I feel that at every single place I go to. And, you know, it's kind of that you don't have to worry about like, oh, do I feel hot or grimy? Because if you are, everybody is. Um, but it's never unbearable. At least I haven't felt it. Um, ease. I know this feels redundant, but you really start to roll with things. And when you start to just go with the flow, everything feels easier. I don't know. It's, you know, little things that the AC, and I'll tell you, this is a whole other side rant, the air conditioning, like they have individual room air conditioning units. And this is, I would have thought, oh no, you need central heat and air, but talk about efficient. Like, why do you need to cool off an entire house when you need like two rooms? I love it. So I've got an AC unit in the family room and one in each of the bedrooms. And mind you, all my friends still think that have lived down here for years. think it's freezing in my car in my house, but I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> um, the beach, enough said, right? Nature, it's all around you. And the people, the majority of the people I've met here have been lovely. And when I say the majority at, and the terminology for Costa Rican people or Ticos or Ticas, Um, I don't know. I haven't, I honestly, I don't think I've even, I think they're probably friendlier than some of the expats, but, um, I don't know. People are people, you know, and I think we attract what we are and stuff. So I have not had any issues sans the person that I was friends with in the building. (laughs) But anyway, um, so how Costa Rica has been good for my business. Anytime you feel good, your business is going to do better. You want to think about that energy that you bring to everything you do. When I'm sitting here recording a podcast, looking at the ocean, looking at just greenery and blue skies, it's like, what's not to feel good about? 
Um, so that is the basic fundamental. When you feel good, your business is going to, it, it spills over into your life, right? My life costs less in Costa Rica, which, you know, coming from California, it's not that hard. But the fact that my life costs less, it allows me a lot more mental space and freedom to dig deeper and do better work without the pressure of having to earn as much. Doesn't mean I don't want to earn a ton of money, you guys. This girl's on track for seven figures. I'm I'm not holding, I'm not saying I came down here to not work because I love what I do. But anytime you feel money pressure or stress, I call it the money monkey on your back, um, it's hard to feel creative and inspired. And so I don't want to, to take away from that being real. At the same time, we get to choose right? How, how we, what we think about. And so that has been really the work that I have been focusing on with my therapist this last year is deep, deep into thought management. But some of the expenses that I've eliminated living in Costa Rica, car payment, right? Easy peasy car insurance. We pay something called Marchamo. And so once a year, everybody pays their Marchamo. Um, And here's the funny thing, you guys, because I don't have a, a bank account down here. Um, I go like I have to I go pay my electric and internet in person with my debit card, which is I don't care, you guys. It gets me out of the house, it's like 15 minutes away, it doesn't bother me. Um and and so like I make an, a thing of it. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go buy the deli cafe and get a nice latte and a banana muffin, <laughs> you know. So I just create moments, but so we pay more chamo. So, and then there's a car registration which is called Reteve and I actually had the mechanic take the car for Reteve. Mine is up, I think it's October, because I do like an inspection. And it's just much better to have somebody local take it so you don't get, there's a term called being gringoed. I think I may have had that happen with the seamstress, but whatever. I'm still, it's all good. Um, But yeah, so I don't have monthly car insurance, right? So car costs are nothing, which obviously if you own a car in the States, you don't have a car payment either, but... Um, I'd gotten to a point in my life where I'm like, I would rather have a car payment and not deal with break cars breaking. But the problem is here, you can't finance a car. Maybe if you're a resident, you can. I haven't looked into it. Um, and the other thing, they just, something really great about this country, they just repair stuff. They fix, they repair. It's not about, it's not a wasteful society. And I'm not making a dig at the States. I wasn't, and I'm saying I didn't repair cars and just go out and buy them. That's not what I'm saying. But it's also harder to get parts and stuff. So, you know, like when I had thought of, I was like, well, could I bring my car down here? I mean, I've seen Audis here, but I'm like, good luck finding Audi parts if you need, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, that's a whole other thing. Not to mention the elements are tough on the car until I have a garage. You guys, I probably fill my gas tank once a month at that. Because I'm, I go around local to what I need, um, or if I do a John, and my car's actually diesel, it gets great gas mileage, so I spend way less on gas because it, you don't have to drive everywhere for everything here. Um, my electric, my utility bills, I don't pay for water, which let me just tell you, in California, the house that I sold, I had water bills of like three hundred dollars a month, a month, you guys. That was water and garbage, which I don't pay for either here. And I had a very big yard and I had a pool, so I used a lot of water, but still. Um, People say that the electric is expensive down here. And again, it's like nothing feels expensive coming from California. 
Um, but I was thinking about it because even in Boise, I ran, I like the house being cooler. Um, I run the AC a lot. Like I said, my friends come in and they're like, it's freezing. The ones who've lived down here forever. Um, but just to give you an idea, so my electric and I have fiber optic internet runs me 280 to 300 bucks a month. The internet is 70. So, and there are definitely things like I've started, like when I go to my room at night from the family room, I kill the AC. I don't leave the air on overnight. I used to was doing that. I also have a washer dryer in my unit and there is a washer dryer for the complex. Again, there's only seven units, but I was like, no, I'm not doing that. So I bought a washer dryer when I got down here. It's a stackable full size, crazy. Anyways, but let me tell you, here's a difference too, guys, as an example, both my fiber optic and the washer dryer. So the fiber optic, they said, yeah, we'll come put it out. Well, there wasn't a hookup on the street. So they're like, oh, we have to go do something on the street. I had no idea. In the States, they'd be like, no, it's not available in your neighborhood, period. They went out and spent the entire day getting everything they needed to do down outside. And then they knock on the door like 4.30 and they're like, okay, we're here to finish. And I was like, what? So I fed them dinner and they were here till eight o'clock and I got my, and there is internet in the building, but I'm like, no, I need my own dedicated internet. Um, obviously for my business. So, um, what's the thing I was going to tell you? Electric internet. Oh, my washer dryer. So I had one type of a hookup. They needed a bigger one because I ordered a bigger washer dryer. So they just called the electrician out and put, it's just that ease of, all right, well, how do we make this work? Or what do we got to do? It was, it was fantastic. Um, like I said before, there's no DoorDash down here, which I know is probably, which I don't know how many of us lived off of that stuff during the pandemic besides, you know, just delivery in general. Um, and again, since I hate cooking, I, I like to order food in and I've gotten in this habit now that I'll be like, Oh, I'll order like two dinners. My chicken Parmesan, you guys, I split it. It's so big. I'll have half today, half tomorrow. Um, and where I was telling you that the guana eats that I can order from, my friend Danny was telling me that the restaurants really don't make money when you use guana eats. So I'm trying not to do that. Um, and again, you think about all of the extra runs when you're like, oh, I just need this. And you run to Target or Costco as an example. I, I I must sound like I was there every other day. I was not. <laughs> but when you make the, I mean, you don't walk out of those stores with the one or two things, at least I didn't, that you thought you needed. So anyways, those are just some of the expenses I've eliminated. And there are times when, um, well, I guess I've eliminated a couple streaming channels too, just because I can't get them down here. And I know there's ways around that. People are like, oh, a fire stick if you buy it in the States. And so I've got a couple of Roku's and I'm like, well, I don't know. I, I got enough TV, I think. Um, but it, it was just, so I've eliminated a lot of stuff. And so there's times where I'm like, I'll just buy a movie because I, all I spend money on is food going out really. Although when I do have guests, I'm like, Oh, let's go snorkeling. Let's do this, do that, whatever. Right. So we'll do some of that stuff. So, um, those are some of the expenses I've eliminated. And when I talk to you again, I'm going to circle back to the thought management piece when you remove stuff from your brain, it's like all of a sudden, all of this other stuff, this creativity just starts bubbling up when there's less crap to take care of, when there's less stuff, when there's less, I don't, I don't know, feeling of all the shit you have to take care of. All of a sudden it's like, ah, 
right? And which allows for more creative work. And, and at least that's for me. Um, so I ran the second cohort back to my business, right? And how this has been good for my business. I ran the second cohort of email insiders last fall. Um, and during that time, I was also working one-on-one with a coach and I was working with her to launch an F the hustle community. And we, I went through, she launched an amazing community and stuff. I'm like, all right, let, let's do this. And it was going to be F the hustle. But as I got closer, I realized it's not really what I wanted to do. What I wanted to do was go all in with email insiders. It was, I loved, I loved the connection. I love the group coaching element and keeping them in smaller groups, having these intimate calls. And I was very transparent when I did both of those that this is, it's two months, two calls a month, but it turned into like four calls a month for three months. And because I felt like as I did those, it was kind of this experimental cohort where I got to find out where people struggled, what they needed help with. And so I was like, why am I trying to invent something new when I've done something that worked really, really well a couple times with just a few emails? There was no big launch. I emailed them like, look, you want to do this? I want 10 people in each group. It was fantastic. So the cool thing, though, is that the work that I did with my coach is what prepared me for the new version of Email Insiders, which is now called Email Insiders Accelerator. It is a six-month group coaching program, which is launching this month. Eek! Um, and, and then it's going to go on to an evergreen model. And so I'll, I'll share more behind the scenes when I've got data. Um, but all of that being said, like I, working with her helped me create some other foundational pieces. And it feels so trite, but there is something about when you invest in in your business, when you invest in yourself, your commitment to doing the work and, and going through it is so different. I'm like, I am not going to not get the most out of my time with her. And so I've created this entire kind of a hero's journey for a digital entrepreneur, marketer. And so it's not just specific to email insiders, but there's different stages that we go through. And I'm, I'm such a proponent of mindset and obviously energy and how you feel and how that parlays into the success of your business. So that's one little piece. And then I've got obviously email marketing stuff as a, the primary teaching stuff, but it's the whole package. And so being able to do that was, was gold. The other thing about being down here that has felt like such a treat um, is I will happily pay to buy back my time here whenever I possibly can. And so, you know, I was talking earlier about the car stuff. I had an issue with my uh, battery. And so the guy that manages this building and another building for the property manager, I just messaged him like, Hey, can you, he's the guy who painted my place. I paid him twice what he quoted me because it was so cheap. And then, or double what he paid, charged me, excuse me. But I said, Hey, can you change a battery? He's like, sure. He went, he bought it. He showed me the receipt. I paid him for it. And then I paid him for his time and he was happy to change the battery. for. So anytime I can do that or have somebody come here, it's my time. So, I have my place cleaned every week. You guys, it's just me and my dogs, right? Every Friday, though, I spend $30 to get my house clean for five hours. And I mean, it's nuts. Labor is really cheap here. And so I always try to make up for that. Like I give her stuff or whatever. Like I'm not trying to be, you know, pat me on the back here. 
Um, because at the same time, I think I was overpaying for stuff at times. And so there is a, there's a balance to finding what works for you. I will always rather overtip or overpay than short somebody. It's just whatever. And if I'm willing to pay 20% for good service in the States, why on earth would I not do that here? Anyway. Um, so yeah, there's having, and you guys, again, place isn't big. I, this is the funny thing. I was, I was mentioning to you earlier that I have friends bringing for me. I have friends bringing a Dyson vacuum because everything does. So electronics costs more down here. So because of the import and I don't know why, I, I don't know how this whole thing works. Right. I really don't. And there was a part of me that I'm like, man, if I could open like a home decor store here, it's like, Kim, like you're not the first person who thought of that. And things cost more because of customs and import. Right. But so they call it muling. You can have people mule stuff down here. So I have three friends coming in like 10 days. One is bringing me a Dyson vacuum. It's a good one for pet hair and it's a rechargeable cordless. I'm like, I don't care. So I'm going to give the vacuum I bought to the housekeeper. But like those little things, right? Are you ready for this? Here's the other one. This is another doozy. You cannot, well, I'm sure there are good mattresses here. You just pay so much more. And I had had a really nice nectar memory foam mattress. And I've gotten a few mattress toppers. They just don't cut it though. And going to make my bed, even you guys, the mattresses are so heavy. Someone told me there's horse hair or something. I don't know, but they're so heavy. I'm like, that's it. I'm staying for tears. I'm getting myself a mattress down here. I went to the Nectar website and it's only 85 pounds. I'm like, I brought suitcases down that are 65 pounds each. I'm like, I think this can go on a plane. So one of my friends is like, I'll bring it for you. I'm like, holy shit. So you guys, yeah, I have a mattress coming down. I'm beside myself with that. Okay. Moving on that just, you know, there's a couple little things that are worth it. And my sleep is absolutely worth it. And so is the standing desk to, I need to, I saw this meme the other day that said, you need to start standing up. You're starting to look like a croissant. And I was like, that's how you feel after sitting too long. Anyway. So because I spend so much less in general, I'm able to invest more in my business, paid traffic, you know, um, programs. I shared recently that I invested in a program. It's the most I've invested in a group pro coaching program. And it is freaking amazing. Talk about raising the bar and holy moly. It's just, it's helping me create something for email insiders that I, oh my Lord, I'm just beside myself excited about it. I am head down, super focused, deep into this and an amazing program. And I already know that when this program is done, I will absolutely, um, this coach. And again, you guys, I'm going to share more later, but I would love to do her. Um, she, then she's a mastermind after that, the, the quality of the training and the structure, it's just fantastic. And they've got data. So I'll share the specifics of that program and the results after I've launched, uh, email insiders accelerator, um, because there's specific targets that I've created and KPIs to measure. And then the process of moving it to an evergreen program. Like I'm probably going to become one of her biggest affiliates. <laughs> it's my mission. Anyway, my primary focus is email insiders accelerator and it feels so good. You guys, I'm not kidding you. when I tell you that it feels like 14 years has all led me here. Yes. To Costa Rica, but to this place in my business where, and it's not just been Costa Rica guys. I've been focused on email marketing for what? last six years and digging into it and immersion and 
practicing the craft and practicing writing online and getting better at it. And, you know, most of the programs I invest in up till now were on writing and getting better at writing online and whatnot. And so to, to feel like I have found my sweet spot is just, it's a gift. And I'm very grateful for that. And I truly believe my move to Costa Rica has allowed me the clarity, the space, the ease, and the freedom to create something bigger than I could have imagined. And there will be an event down here next year. I promise you that 2023, I will host an event. I don't know what that looks like yet. It might just be through a mastermind. It might be F the Hustle in Costa Rica. It might be an extension of email insiders. I don't know. Um, but all of this just feels really, really right. And all of the things I mentioned about why it's a good different have started compounding. And, you know, so like I said, just you, you take something as simple as no preser- preservatives in the food and that starts compounding. You feel better. You move more. You move more. You feel better. Like it just starts stacking. And so do, I can honestly tell you that moving to Costa Rica has been, uh, it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Some final thoughts on Costa Rica. Because at the same time, I don't think there's any perfect place to live. Although this comes pretty dang close. Did I mention to you that I get frequent massages? They come to the house. Yeah. I'm telling you, those are the little ways I spoil myself. Matt and I wish I hadn't learned about the gelato store a couple blocks away. Mind you, what is it with getting older and dairy not going along with the stomach? Anyway, um, Costa Rica isn't without its flaws, just like anywhere else. There is really a good amount of petty theft. When people earn so little and wages rely on tourism, it's challenging, let alone how many people were desperate during COVID and lost income entirely. The building that I live in is locked, meaning there's a gate at the front and a gate at the back. The backyard is all fenced in with the pool and everything. But um, like I said, there's only seven units. I love all my neighbors and I'm on the third floor. I feel really safe and secure, not to mention one of my dogs. Anybody comes near me, she just barks at him, even though she's the wimp that would back up. The other one is the one who would attack him. Side note on the dogs, she needs, so Lily is my little brown one. If you've ever seen pictures, she's the barky one. Um, Bailey is the more quiet, easygoing, but she's the one that I would be afraid of attacking. She needs knee surgery. You guys, she's got the equivalent of a torn ACL, and I had taken her to a vet. And Boise, and they said, well, it'll heal itself, but she could end up with arthritis. Um, but I just think a couple times when the dog sitters were here that they walked her too far or something. It's also something common that happens in her breed, even though, you know, she's a rescue, but her type of breed, they're jumpers and she runs really hard. So I took her to the vet and I think the surgery is going to be about $1,100. That includes you guys a five day stay at the vet. And I believe the price in Boise was probably two to three thousand at least. So, yeah, one of the pups needs surgeries, but surgeries, surgery, she's worth it. She's only seven. Anyway, um, that was just a little side note on the cost of stuff down here. Um, like I said, I feel very secure here, and I know the. Um, you know, there's a, there's a couple communities. There's a community here called Surfside and kind of reminds me of a suburban community. I mean, not looking the same, obviously, but like I didn't come down here to move into another suburban community personally. Um, and there's a handful of those here and to each their own, whatever makes you happy. But I wanted a different experience. 
Um, and so some of those communities have put up cameras and stuff and it's, you know, it just is what it is. And, you know, the same week though, that I had read about a robbery down here, I also read about another shooting in Sacramento and the subway in New York. So, you know, no matter where you go, people are people and there will be challenges. Um, I've asked my friends who've lived down here for a long time, they're expats, one, you know, Cheryl's from Canada and my friend Danny's from the States. And I asked them, I asked Cheryl specifically, I'm like, how do you feel about all the development going on? Because it's crazy what I've seen in the year that I've been here. There's like a, there's a main road in Potrero here, brand new brewery and food court. There's more restaurants, a hotel added this like three star. It's just, I'm like, wow, watching all this development go on. And on one hand, right, I would think the development is great because it creates jobs. On the other hand, you don't want people moving in with a sense of entitlement or attitudes that change the feel of this beautiful country. And, you know, um, beyond the prices going up, because, you know, it's interesting when my therapist, she had come and looked at my place with me before I moved down here, she was surprised because she hadn't looked at the cost of rent. Obviously, she had property here. But going back, she's like, wow, stuff's really gone up. Um, Obviously, you know, with the real estate purchasing, it's gone up also. Um, I do think we're going to see some leveling out. But again, I am not Nostradamus, nor do I pretend to be a realtor. Um, And there's a whole other thing with water rights down here. It's not like Costa Rica is lacking in water, but the infrastructure to run water and have reservoirs, that's a whole other story. Um, You know, so... I think, you know, my friend was saying to me, it's not that she minds the development. It's just that the people coming in, you know, you don't want one of the neatest things you guys about being down here is it's kind of an eclectic group of people, different ages, different countries. And it's a very welcoming place. Most expats are very welcoming because they're like, Hey, you're new here. I was new here once. I know what that feels like. Come and join us. That type of a thing. Um, You know, but I don't know what the answer is to that in terms of people coming in with a sense of entitlement. I, I, I don't know what that answer is. I do think we're going to continue to see a lot more Americans moving out of the U S and I'm not here to get political or make statements about whether you should or shouldn't like, I'm never going to renounce my citizenship or anything like that. I'm not anti America. I'm just pro Kim <laughs> about feeling good in my life. And right now I'm loving my life and i you know, like I said, California is always going to be home. Um, but I focus on what I can control, which is to be respectful and kind to everyone, regardless of where I am. And that doesn't mean just Costa Rica, but where I'm in the world or who I'm engaging with, you know, and I jokingly say that I live in a bubble. I don't watch the news. I don't engage with negative people or at least not very long. I love, love, love what I do. And my focus is on getting better at my craft and serving my audience at a whole new level, serving my clients and my customers. Um, I appreciate and I'm grateful for all the people in my life and then the amount of nature and beauty that I choose to live in. The people here, I, you know, losing my mom was very topsy-turvy for my family. And I'm so grateful for us to be on the other side of that. You know, I, I have a deeper relationship with my dad and my aunt, my mom's youngest sister, who I've always loved and been close to and is very near and dear, my aunt and uncle. Um, but even being down here, I have a different appreciation for my family and, um, you know, the new friends that I've met down here and keeping 
relationships and ties to people in the States and the people who want to come visit. And it's fun to have people like these friends from high school, like what, like, I don't think they all would have hopped on a plane to come to Boise (laughs) and that's okay. But what a unique experience, like what a blessing, right? That I get to reconnect and have these wonderful deep conversations with, I, I just, it's, it's a delicious feeling for lack of a better word. It's, it's a very sweet feeling. Um, it feels like a very magical time in my life and I'm giddy about where this adventure is going to take me. I really am. My intention this year, well, I mean, not 2022 calendar year, let's just say this coming year, like I'm thinking lease wise, right? So this coming year with my lease um, is to share more about my life in Costa Rica. I have no idea what that looks like, but it's time. Um, I would like to revamp my YouTube channel. I just want to do it with some sort of structure. Um, and even stories and stuff, maybe do some more, but I just don't ever want to be that. The second I feel like I have to be on all the time is when it's going to fail. So I have to find out what that looks like and what that means to me. Um, but once email insiders, once the accelerator is launched and um, I'll be looking for a full-time, you know, well, full-time, but hiring a few people, video editor included, um, you know, so we'll see, but I do think, you know, part of my brand and my mission is the fact that I live here. I'm, I'm, this is F the hustle to the epitome and, you know, email marketing is a huge piece of F the hustle. It creates automations and it's, it's what makes it easy to get off that content and social media hamster wheel that we all get on. So anyway, like I said, I don't know what that looks like, but I think it's time to start sharing more about the fact that I live in this amazing country with wonderful, beautiful people. Um, and here's a little bit of advice. If you have ever wanted to live outside of the US or your home country, my advice is to do it. There was a time in my life when I never would have thought this was possible. Um, and yeah, they're big decisions, especially if you own property, right? Like I had already sold my house in California, so it wasn't difficult. My kids were out of the house, but let me tell you, um, my neighbors across the hall, um, God, where are they? What are they from Texas? They have a six year old, so she's a little easier to do. Um, neighbors below actually moved from, from Idaho and she was a nurse and he works remotely. Their kids are like 16 and 12 or 13. They love it down here. They, they, they go to an international school. Um, that's where a lot of people with families come to this region. Um, but there's a sailing center in town, which I want to learn to sail this year also. And they, they absolutely love it. I I think back that, you know, both my kids, I think would have thrived to have had this experience, but I don't think there was any way I would have been able to leave my family then. Um, especially after losing my husband, I was very dependent, not dependent. I really, my family was just, um, like my right arm. And this is probably a gift from my mom because if it would have been a lot harder to leave if she were still here. Um, but it all starts with the decision. It all starts with a decision and a desire. And you will be amazed at how things line up and how the universe conspires to make it happen for you. So this has been a really long episode, you guys. Uh, thank you. If you stuck with me, thanks for listening. And, um, yeah. Any questions about Costa Rica, hit me up. But as always, I appreciate you. I love you guys tons. Thanks for being on the journey with me. And I will catch you next time.